What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, everybody? I mean, we got a late night, man. It's like 11.30. Almost. Um, let me pull up the box score, then, then we'll start here. Interesting game. Interesting game. What do you guys think about it? I do think that coming into this game, I thought Michigan State had a really good, really good chance um, to win this game for sure. Thought they had a really good chance to win this game because last time that they played, I mean, it was, you know, it was like an eight nine point game with like four or five minutes left or something like that, um, and they had a much different rotation. They had a much different rotation. So four point win against a top five team. So you've beaten the number three, no, the number, the number five team in, in the country, and have now beaten the number four team in the country, um, both at home, but still, you know that is a huge win. That is a huge win, huge back to back win for a team that needed that needed a huge win. Um, I know that they didn't have Young, but I don't – I mean, he's not really – he's okay. He's like a tough guy, more of like the enforcer, a lot of energy. Uh, but they did a good job guarding Liddell, in my opinion. A lot of free throws, though. Um, but he worked for everything. Um, Dwayne Washington Jr. was doing a lot in his game, was doing a lot. He, he did similar against Michigan. I uh, felt like he had some lapses offensively today against Michigan State towards the end and he had lapses defensively against Michigan last time. And I think he I think he took this game personally and I honestly think that that kind of hurt Ohio State in both games. Um let's get let's get some people up here. And we could talk. Um I know it's going to come up, so let's just go ahead and let's go ahead and talk about it. Do you guys think? Do you guys think um, Washington was fouled on that last layup? Yes. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. Yes, definitely. Yeah, but, that's uh, uh, that foul that's on tough. Langford on the rebound. What, what was that? They never showed us a replay. ESPN was like... was terrible today with replays. Terrible. Yep. Terrible. Like, I have not seen a worse broadcasting ever. T- today was so bad. Like, you got no replays. No replays, ever. But they yeah, he- but they replay the stuff that you don't want to see. But they but they don't replay the stuff that 
You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. it just made no sense today. The loose stand doc on that last ball. play, um, on the three, they had like some far out angle. It was kind of difficult to see what they were trying to talk about. Um, but yeah, I mean, nonetheless, huge win for Michigan State and their tournament hopes. Not gonna lie, I didn't watch the whole game. I was preoccupied with some homework. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, what I saw of the game. I mean, it was a good game. I think Michigan State has a better um, shot at the tournament now, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do the rest of the year. But, yeah, I'm, you know, not going to say I'm optimistic because I'm a Michigan fan, but, you know, good win nonetheless. Yeah, so, like, pretty much um, I need to see the minutes and the usage, how much it's changed. Um from the Purdue game. So Indiana, Illinois, Ohio State, they have clearly found – I mean, they beat a top-five team today when Rocket Watts was completely off. Joey Hauser didn't have an awesome game. You had a game where Aaron Henry became the point guard and he willed this team to a win. And he carried everybody with him. Josh Langford hits his second field goal of the game to go up three late. I mean, it's it's amazing uh, what what Henry has done here, not only for this team but for himself. I mean, his draft stock is you know rising because of this. You know, now it's not you know will he be drafted second round to hey you know maybe he is at a point in the second round where he's getting guaranteed money, not some two-way contract where he has to slave away for two years first. Um, Jared said the old, the officiating during the game was terrible. You guys think so? Big Ten really. Um, Agreed. I mean, kind of going back They've to... They've struggled quite a bit this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of going back to the Michigan game. Um... I watched most of that. I mean, the officiating, it was, I guess, all right. Not that really would have made a difference. But, um, I mean, there are calls in every game that, you know, refs miss. And there are calls that they make that we don't necessarily agree with. But, I mean, that's all a part of the game. Um, You know, not really really too much you can do about The worst part about having bad officiating is the players can't, can't adjust because you're always changing. So if you're calling it one way in the first few minutes, as a player, you're like, okay, cool. I know that I can't do this or that. But then they change it up on you a few minutes later. Now as a player, you are second-guessing almost everything you do, and it's really hard to play with freedom um, when that happens. You know what I mean? Uh, Justin Arns, uh, last game against Michigan, uh, he had two attempts, zero threes. Um, he probably be played over 10 minutes due to how their team is. So he's played 21 games this year uh, when he's played at least 10 minutes. And the last two games are the only games he did not make a three-point shot. And I think a lot of that is scouting as well. Was Langford on Orange quite a bit today? Nobody knows? No, I actually don't. Nobody um, knows? 
Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Langford is someone who has done a really good job um, being the guy to just run sprints defensively, just chasing guys for the entire game. Uh, he had to do that against, you know, Michigan State where he's chasing, um, you know, Durham and Fennessee and Franklin. And, you know, he had to do that against uh, against Purdue where he's, you know, chasing – Stefanovic all over the place and he had to do that against Illinois where he has to chase shooters like Miller and Frazier all over the place so like that's kind of his job um you know you know just a really good job man in terms of just like scouting attention to detail and all that what's up Ben what's up man I was just like I was really impressed with Bingham um personally I mean I know he's been playing good basketball lately Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not like a guy's going to take like, you know, that many shots like right now, but like, I'm just curious what you, what you think of him lately. His, I mean, his, his presence, his presence has, has been felt. And I think that even when he was playing for like limited minutes, when he got in the game, like you saw he was there between the ears, you know, sometimes he was a bit overwhelmed um, he has an issue with early post defense and he gets in bad, he, he puts himself in bad situations where he gets pinned underneath a little bit too much, or he's like high siding the wrong side, but like mentally, like he's, I just feel like he's always been there, but he was just in the doghouse for some reason. And I always find it funny when coaches have their back against the wall, they start playing their best players and there's no BS. There's no mind games. It's okay. I got to play these guys who are going to get me through this. And that's why you've seen the lineups that you've seen. Uh, I'm, and that's why the, the minutes are, you know, allocated a certain way. Uh, did Aaron Henry come out today? He was out there most yeah. of the game. I, I mean, he, I didn't really, I didn't see him come out, but maybe he was out there. He came out for like a couple minutes, if anything. Dude was unreal. And even though Rocket Watts went one for 10, I like that he took 10 shots. Henry played 33. 33? Yeah, okay. like the only thing I'll say with Watts is like, like, yeah, like you do want him taking shots, but just like, see, sometimes he just takes some of those like mid range, like contested jumpers. That like I just feel like he could get a, like a maybe a better shot than that. Probably, probably uh, he does. He does go to what he's comfortable with, and uh, he doesn't have much lift on his jumper, but he can make it. So um, I do like the fact that he that he was aggressive today, and and, and Izzo let him play, and you, you don't get to ten shots by not playing the, the game of basketball so he let him play and he's letting these guys play through their mistakes um which before uh, they weren't getting that luxury they were not getting that luxury and i'm still interested to see what happens with this team and what happens to the rotation when lawyer is cleared because the last three games they've been playing high minutes for gay brown henry watts and langford um, and he hasn't had a reason to pull those guys out. 
and I'm really interested to see what happens when he's when he is cleared. Do you go with him over over uh, Hogard? Hogard has six has six assists, one turnover today. I mean, as a freshman, and you're playing probably. I mean, this game was probably bigger than the Illinois game. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, do you? You know how much do you really, really change that rotation up in terms of who's coming in? Um, you know, do you go back? I mean, like you, you can't go back, right? You can't go back. Not a chance. No, no, especially like how much better it's gotten last these last few games. I think he's definitely like figure, kind of figure it out. Like I think going back would be a complete disaster if like he decided to do that. Today's Thursday, right? Yeah. Thursday, Indiana. Michigan State plays who next? At Maryland. Yeah, then they play Indiana, and then and then Michigan two times. Gotcha. They needed to get this one. They needed to get this one. I don't know. Um, It's hard to it's hard to beat like the Michigan State Michigan games. They're it's like game. Then rest day, rest day, and then game against the same team. You know, I won't be surprised if they split um, at all. I will not be surprised. Um, and then that'll give them, what, three top five wins in the last, you know, the last couple weeks before you get to the Big Ten tournament. Um, I wonder where they are net rating-wise. Because that updates every midnight, right? They were in the top 20. Ohio State was seven. Then you beat Illinois four. This was a quad one home win. I had him in the 70s, like, before this before this game. Yeah, they're 75. I think I th- – I think this updates like sometime around yeah, I was midnight because there's no way they they were still there, and we'll be able to see exactly where they are because the the anal the advanced analytics haven't loved them. That's that's the only issue. Like the analytics have not loved them. So you, you so you you have to win games like this to make sure that um just to make sure that you know you take care. Of business and beat who you're supposed to from this point forward. From this point forward, yeah, I think like I think t- to relate themselves a good chance. I think they obviously got to beat Maryland and Indiana, and I think they have to split with Michigan. If they do that, then like I think they they put themselves in a really good spot. Yeah, they won five of their last seven. Um, five of their last seven, and then they have they they have to win their next two. If anything, the next two games are going to be are going to have more pressure than the previous two because Illinois, Ohio State, that's house money, right? You're not supposed to win those games. Then you go ahead and win them. You're supposed to beat Maryland on the road. You're supposed to beat Indiana at home. Though those are games that you're supposed to win. So, and they weren't supposed to beat Indiana at IU either. So you're going to go into a situation where you you are won three in a row. You've beaten two top five teams. Um, now you're going to go to Maryland, who is trying to hold on to their 11 or 12 seed, and an Indiana team who 
is in that same in that same mold. You know what I mean? You can't you can't drop those games. You have to win those games. Have to win those. Yeah, games. yeah. And like honestly, looking at Indiana, like they're a team that could have so many more wins if they just didn't like choke away like games in the second half. I mean, the, like they have guys like where they should be probably at like fifteen, maybe at least like fourteen, fifteen wins right now, and they just have like just completely like crapped the bed in the second. I agree. Then I did see that Minnesota also lost to Northwestern at home, as Sam just said. Interesting. Going back to the five spot, uh, who do you guys think they roll with in those critical minutes at the end of games coming up? I mean, we saw Bingham there, but he's so slow, and it seems like he gets stuck on every screen. Um, Honestly, Marble starts with go... three fouls, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Marble is a Marble is a bull in a china shop, man. That that dude just wants to wreck everything in front of him. Uh, I think in I think in winning time, um, defensively, I think you go with Bingham. Offensively, you go with Hauser. De- it depends on what the situation is. You know, if there's 15 seconds left, you put Bingham in the game. On yeah, defense. Bingham's the only one that gives them any length. You know, yeah. is the is the tough part, which like is you're like you know, like, you know maybe Michigan State isn't even in this situation if they close out against Purdue. I mean you're you are up four right with the ball, with what nine seconds left. Like how's that happen? How's that happen? And. They go with a defense, and they go with a lineup to rebound that doesn't include Marble or Bingham or Sissoko or anybody big. I think, I think they went with Hall and Hauser to rebound the basketball against Trevion Williams and Zach Eady. Trevion's like 266-9. Eady is 7'4". <laughs> and, and you have Mo Malik Hall and you know Hauser in the game to like close that out. They, sh- they should have won that Purdue game. They should have yeah. won that game. Barney. I mean, since that game, Malik Hall's minutes have been cut so much. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. You could see the frustration um, during the Illinois game when he checked in at the very, very end to like play defense. You could see he, you could see in his face, he was pretty disappointed with uh, uh, his time. But he got some time today, right? Yeah, he got some run. He he's it's bummer. He started out the year so well defensively and decision making, and then just seemed like they fell off a cliff. Against Duke, he had what ten and ten. Yeah, he had a a double double against Duke. He was killing. But that's what happens when you have a loaded front court. You know, you have the the luxury to you know put guys in, take take guys out, mess with the lineup, and. You know, uh, usually if you have, you know, 10, 11 guys who can probably start, I mean, that is, you know, that's a decision that the coach has to make to, you know, am I going to please everybody or nobody? You know what I mean? Please everybody or win games. That's what it comes down to. Yeah, I'm more concerned at that five rotation going forward than I am at Izzo trying to play lawyer. I, I don't think lawyer gets that many minutes when he when he's back and healthy. I think Hogarth's played well enough that he he should get. 
It feels like the five spot though has been um I I think in the last couple games, like they have found a good rotation for them. It's whoever's not in foul trouble, honestly. <laughs> that too. That too. Uh but not getting behind the eight ball early with Kithier, uh, I think has helped these games. Has helped the, the team at least get into a pretty good rhythm. At the at the at the very minimum. Sissoko <laughs> Sissoko with all zeros and two fouls. <laughs> and I got something for you. What's up? All right, so we got Baylor, Gonzaga, Michigan, pretty much locks for the one seed. We yeah. got Ohio State losing tonight, Oklahoma losing tonight, and uh, who else just lost tonight? Oh, and Alabama. What's Alabama like? lost yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday, I mean. Yep. What's it looking like for that last seed? Who do you think still is going to come Villanova's, down to? Villanova's like hanging around. Villanova's just hanging around, man. Do we think they're real? No. No. Colin Gillespie would 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 crap his pants against any decent team. I am not a believer in them whatsoever. Give me your honest thoughts in Illinois as an Illinois fan right here. Besides what you did uh, to the to the fans today on Twitter. No. <laughs> they did it to themselves. They, they did. did there themselves. was that one doctor dude that talked about suspending you know all the players that was which doctor? Because there were multiple can't... doctors. Yeah, I don't, up their I don't know how to say his last name, but he has some wild takes sometimes. And the fact that he's got a following on Twitter is scary. But mm-hmm. there was there was some funny tweets from our Illini fans that just got absolutely roasted today. And the one I had someone from hilarious. the Big Ten Network message me, and he was like, he was like, dude, what is going on with Illinois right now? Their Twitter is off the chain. Yeah, it was pretty wild. We had uh like when do you have a network person say that? <laughs> I mean it's it's out there. Yeah, we had uh Werner, who's like the beat writer for us kind of, and uh he basically sent out a tweet and told everyone to calm down. It's pretty funny. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, I was upset with how everything was and it goes back to the officiating how we talked about earlier it's just inconsistent yeah. it's all over the place i mean if you watch the michigan game and um also the illinois game tonight both both sets of refs were were terrible but you know it's dude, part I of mean, the game dude the ref was like looking at right up coburn the other night when like he does that little like hand slap to the back of the guy back yep. of the guy's head like yep. i mean like i can't get any worse yeah i mean I don't know. It was, it's frustrating because some of the comments that Izzo made, and then, I mean, yes, it, it was both ways. I mean, that's the thing. We can get mad at some of the, the hard fouls that the Illinois players took. Um, and even when you re, like when you re-watch those, they are somewhat basketball plays. It's, it's unfortunate that Io broke his nose and everything, but, you know, it's, it's part of the game. Yeah, so I will give you my thoughts on. Hey, Travis, can you mute? Well, he just said, okay, here's what I said, Travis. All right. Um, so uh, you asked me, like, what are my real thoughts about Illinois? So my real thoughts about, about Illinois is that they are a. 
they are a good team. They are a really good team. I think they are good in the right positions. I think that Iodusumu um, is very similar to how Shabazz Napier was and Kemba Walker was. Like he has that type of juice about him. Um, I agree. Uh, then you have someone like Kofi Coburn. Like, yes, he has three assists on the year, but he is a load and he's very aggressive. When the ball goes in, the ball does not come out. Like, that's just how that goes. Uh, you have guys like Frazier and Miller who can shoot the piss out the rock. Uh, Demonte Williams can as, can as well, too. Um, you have Corbello. He's a little bit of a wild card, but dude has a lot of game and a lot of confidence, a lot of swagger. My issue with them is um, I was talking about this with Jeff Goodman, I think think last night or the night before, where we pretty much said um, Illinois is very easy to prepare for. And it's due to Desumu having so much usage. If you get Desumu on his left hand um, and you help off the right players, Illinois is not as good. And Aaron Henry kind of exposed that the other night. And then at halftime, I said, you know, Underwood is going to get IO in a quick hitter. He's going to get him some type of leverage play to where he's not going ISO. First play of the game, he, he, he comes off of a UCLA cut where he's going over two screens at both elbows and he's catching the ball at 17, 18 feet and he's sweeping and going right. And gets fouled. They don't come back to it. They go right back to the regular ISO stuff and Aaron Henry put him right back into a locker. So I think they're, they're very easy to scout. And if you have the right personnel, um, they can give them a lot of problems. The issue is, not everybody has an Aaron Henry. Not everybody has a Shadi Brown or a Franz Wagner. You know, they're usually wheeling out with a uh, Joe Camp or a coach's son, Connor McCaffrey, to guard him. <laughs> and, you know, that's when they kind of get in trouble. You know what I mean? That's when they kind of get in that trouble. That's when they start having issues. Um, but overall, I do like them talent-wise. But they are easy to game plan for, and and if you have the right personnel, they can give Illinois a lot of issues. Yeah, the the key to beating them isn't tough, right? It's dig on Coburn. He doesn't pass out. Yeah. Lock, you know, force force to assume left, and then you know it's just a matter of having. They're so individually talented, right? It, it, can, it can be tough to stop them. Exactly. It's almost like having like the perfect game plan. So like people had the perfect game plan when I was at Oak Hill, right? But we would still win by fifty because you can't stop five high major players with a regular public school team. Even though you have even though you had the perfect game plan for this, this and that, at the end of the day, it's are you can you stop the person in front of you? And when it comes to to, to Sumu, not a lot of people can, but if you, if you can get someone to just contain him, uh, like Henry did, that's that's when Illinois is going to run into a big issue. So if you get into the tournament and you know you find yourself against a six four long defender from one of these like high mid schools, 
Illinois may be in trouble. Not gonna lie. I agree. I do think they have uh, great depth, bench depth. Um, they got Georgie that you can sub in. I'm not saying he's the greatest, but off yeah. the bench, he's not terrible. You got Jacob Granderson, yeah. who is low key. He's lanky. He can shoot. Um, but no, I do agree. I agree. The right scouting port and the right matchup, it could be a problem. The one thing I do like is uh, our film with Baylor, uh, a chance to play with Michigan, who's going to match up real well against us, and then obviously that Michigan State game. But um, I think a blessing in disguise, even though hopefully Iowa comes back, but if not, tonight was a good test for the team to kind of find a new identity without him in case we, we don't get him back anytime soon. Um, but we'll see what happens. It's tough to lose someone like that late in the season. Because when he's not there, the dynamic on the team changes. And if there's some success there and you add him back into the mix, it doesn't mean that you that dynamic will be the same. It may change for the better or the worse. Who knows? But either way, the, dyna- the, the uh, dynamic is going to change again. And it's really tough having that um, this late in the year. I uh, come in a little late here, so sorry about that. But uh, what a fucking win! I mean, they should have lost that probably ten times over tonight. I, I, I'm still in disbelief that they were able to find a way when they were down forty nine forty. I, I thought it was over. I mean, I thought this one was a hundred percent over. And I don't know. I mean, you got to give a lot of credit for them to finding a way to somehow come out with the win tonight. I mean, Jesus Christ, you get huge spots from Hauser hitting the three and making a free throw late after he looked like garbage for most of the game. Hall comes in and knocks down two free throws, shooting like 65% on the year. <laughs> I mean, wow. Wow. I can't Point guard that. Aaron Henry. I mean, I, I don't want long stretches of that, but when it's under four minutes, I think that's probably where you got to go from now on, right? I mean, they, they clearly – Hogard took that shot in the middle of the lane, and he shouldn't have. It was kind of a wonky shot, and he got you – know, he looked like he was a little sped up in, in spots this game, but I thought he made some decent decisions, and he was better than Watts for the long stretches tonight, so I get riding with him. But yeah. that's – I mean, that's what you got to do going forward, right? You just put the ball in the best player's hand, and then you kind of just figure it out from there. Yeah, Henry AJ just Hogard. pushes this team forward. It's It's ridiculous. A.J. Hogard did a really good job, too, in the minutes he played in that second half. I think he really stabilized the team. He got some – he got guys some some you know, good looks. He didn't look like a freshman too much. I mean, you put up six six assists and one turnover, and you, know, you were res- responsible for a lot of the offense there uh, in the last 12 minutes, roughly, or so. Um, yeah. He did a good job today. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of the fan base has just been crying about like, oh, he can't make a shot and why is he shooting and X, Y, and Z. But like sometimes when you're on the floor and you're handing the ball that much, like you got to take a shot every once in a while just yeah. to keep yourself engaged. Like I don't really mind him taking a shot every once in a while. Like would I prefer those to be at the rim? Like we saw it a little bit tonight where he got into the paint. He needs to jump stop every time and be patient and use his big body to create space in there. Like sometimes he gets in there. And then it's just too quick for him. Like when the game slows down a little bit for him, 
you'll see him get into the paint and then he'll just give you a little up and under or give you like a little bit of the hip check to go up and finish that. Like, it's just something that he's got to learn as he gets, you know, older and plays more games. But I mean, he had a couple of wraparound passes. He looked like Curbelo out there a couple of times where he just like yeah. found a guy, no looking wrapped around and, you know, just, just, I think generally he played a really strong game, especially with Watts struggling like he was for, you know, basically the whole thing. So, yeah. But I what, do what like to say right now, obviously, Watts, you know, Henry's not going to be on, you know, the first team, of course not, maybe the second team. Like, how many dudes over Henry would you take in the conference right now at this point? At the guard spot? Yeah. So just say guard wing, right? Like guard wing. Um, yeah. I'd have to really, I'd have to really think about it. Uh, but he's had a really good month. He's had a really good month. Really good month. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I he's had a Franz, great, Franz if he had this month, if he had this all year long, I mean, you're talking about probably the number three player in the conference. That's, that's fair. I mean, I, O right. You, you would take I O, but they went head to head. And I mean, I think he outplayed him for, basically most of the game. They didn't always oh, see yeah, it. For sure. He started cooking him in the first part of that game, and they moved Io off him because he was abusing him down on the block. I just yeah. think that the way his ability to find ways to score, like tonight it was a struggle for very long stretches, and they kind of had to move him around, and he had to do most of his damage like from the perimeter, creating himself. He didn't have that in the bag last year. How many times? And he's still a little turnover prone every once in a while. But how many times did we see him just like go into a move and lose the ball last year? Almost like like we see with Hauser over dribbling sometimes this year, and now he's really tightened that aspect of his game up, and he just gets like a little wiggle on him to create just a half a second, and then he gets his body into the lane and finishes. Well, um, he is feeling the ball a lot more this year with his increase in touches. It's not just Cassius. And then he has the ball, and then now he knows that his job is to get you know, two or three dribbles to the rim or two or three dribbles to his shot. This year, it's more like you know, you're know, you going to do anything that you can do to make sure that our team scores, whether that's you bringing it up and you pass it off and setting – a good screen, it does not matter. You are going to initiate pretty much everything here on out. I don't yeah, they're asking want to do way more. So I'm fine with those, you know what I mean, a couple extra turnovers here and there. But, like, you know, he he outplayed DeSumo, but he's not better than him, you know, uh, it, it, like on an I individual talent. It depends talent on level. what your definition of better is, right? Like, DeSumo has been asked to do a lot more with a little bit more around him, like, Henry doesn't have a big man he can just go dump the ball in and get him a double-double every night. So, like, the pressure that he sees and the double teams that we saw tonight, I mean, I guess to a certain degree, Io doesn't see as much of that because every once in a while, every other possession, he can dump that down in him. Like, I think Io is maybe more clutch at this point, certainly at, at his career, but I think Henry's getting there, and in terms of what he does as a scorer, Henry's a way better intermediate scorer. When he gets inside the arc, he's much better at finishing either with a floater or a mid-range pull-up or whatever. I mean, sometimes he's struggling in spots around the rim, and I think he's rectified some of that recently. But, um, you know, there's not too many things if you're looking at him. Like, I think if you're an NBA team and you're looking at, like, what these guys can do at the next level – 
I would say that Henry probably is looking more like an NBA prospect down this stretch than Iowa would be. And I'd leave Ant to maybe speak on that because he's a little bit more the NBA guy. But I think at least in terms of what he does defensively and physically and rebounding wise and all the rest of it, I mean, he's right up there. That's neck and neck. I mean, clearly, Isles put together a better statistical season. There's no doubt about that. But right here now, if you're asking me who I would take, I think it's I think that's at least a debate. Um. Uh, I would. I would still. I would still go Io. Um, I still go Io because he has, he does have more of a pro game. Um, and then who? How old is uh? How old is Aaron Henry? Is he young for his age? <laughs> Or young good for question. I want to say he's only 21, but I don't know the answer to that. Mm. I, I think they're the same age, him and he's, I. He was born August 99, Henry was. So I don't know if that's like older or what, but. Yeah, so he'd be 21 now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he'd be 22, uh, 22 in August. So they're about the same age. They're about the yeah. same age. Yeah. Dasum was also twenty one. Um, I I I think Io has more of has more of the more of the pro game due to how much spacing there is. He's got more to his game when it comes to getting downhill. When it comes to isolation and getting yeah. downhill, and how much spacing there is in the league right now, and the way he uses his steps and all that. Uh, Aaron Henry's not far behind. He's not far behind. That's um, fair. Uh, but I do like Aaron Henry from a from a defensive standpoint. He's six five, six six, all of two ten, two fifteen. You know, he's someone who will be able to play defense um, at a high level in the NBA. And <coughs> and there are going to be guys like that that teams need. And you know, someone who can also score and who can initiate, facilitate, um, but also stop the other team's best perimeter player, um, which is essential in the NBA. Uh, I think that Henry does have a spot there. And, you know, we could look back on this and, you know, Aaron Henry's doing great things and Io's struggling a bit. And a, a lot of that comes down to where these guys end up signing. Um, I think where they go has every bit of, an impact um, as their talent itself does. Cause I think situation and opportunity is everything. If you're not LeBron James, or if you're not some of these guys who some of these guys who really need the right spot to excel. I was curious down the stretch there. Obviously I think Dwayne Watson fouled by Langford that last play. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, he definitely hit him, and he probably should have gone to the line. I don't really blame Holtman for going out on his own terms, I guess, with the with the technical there. But um, I'm watching that play for what they called that foul on Langford and Liddell that was away from the ball, and Henry grabbed that rebound. It's 18 seconds left. It's 65-68. He almost took Langford down. It, that's It's – I, it's very clearly not a foul on Langford. So they didn't would, even show the replay. Their their replays. No, 
Holy you moly. said that you said that for the Michigan game, and I noticed that when I watched after you said that. And our game, it was the same way. Like that Henry block, I was like, okay, I want to see that that first foul that they called on him. I'm like, I'd like yeah. to see a replay and see if he got that nope. clean or not. Like, he didn't get any replays. You thought so? Yeah, the worst production I have ever seen in my life, ever. And I guarantee it was like someone new, or someone who's been doing it for like two weeks or a last second substitution. It was so bad. It was so, it was so bad. And it was frustrating because I want to explain something to people and I can't because they're not going to show me anything. So now people have to wait a day for me to get the right clip and then walk them through it. I know that's a little obnoxious. Can I ask you, we're sitting here now, obviously two big wins, of course, um, both at home here, they got to take care of business. You know, I don't, I don't, they needed to win one of the next two and Maryland's kind of that bubbly two, team as well. So you'd want that, but this is obviously a huge, huge resume builder. You probably can afford to lose that Maryland game. Maybe. I think the fact, they need both. I think yeah. You think just to be comfortable. I mean, the, I, I looked at Lombardi's bracket and he has, Indiana last four in and Michigan State last or next four out after this game tonight. So that one's just got to be a huge, huge circle. You got to find a way to do that. But maybe you're right, right? I I don't know how comfortable you feel trying to find a way to split against Michigan. I still think that they're probably. I think you can. I I think you can because of because of the situation of playing back to back the same team. Yeah. I, yeah. think, I, mean, well, I think one game. Yeah, I think I think one game, one game is going to be it's going to be out of hand, but yeah. the other game is going to be really close. That that can go either way. Yeah, I was going to say I'd be more shocked by a loss to Illinois and back to back wins against Emma, against Michigan State versus a win against Illinois or a loss against Illinois and two wins against Michigan State. Yeah. The whole logistics of that thing is just really annoying. Like, that is just so stupid. What's it like to play? Like, back-to-back? Yeah, what's it like to play a rivalry game? When do you guys play Illinois? You play Uh, next Tuesday. So, Tuesday, Thursday, is it Saturday or Sunday? Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday. Tuesday. (laughs) Yeah, second game's on a second game's. That's a That's, tough strap. Yeah. I mean, I think Michigan has looked clearly like the class above the other teams in the conference right now. Yeah. Uh, Surely they'll good they'll today. Be able to they win. Good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, th- they can win both ways. We talked about it at that halftime, but you saw them play like a 90s type game with Ohio State where they just decided to make it a scoring affair. And then with Iowa, they kind of grinded them out until they were able to you know, stop them and then just keep scoring themselves. Like, they're just, they're just a really, really tough team. They're a tough out this tough. year. They can beat really you in a lot of ways, tough. too. Like, the more I think about it, the more I get mad that they lost to Minnesota. And that's me being greedy, but, I mean, Minnesota. That was an ugly one. That was an ugly yeah, one. Yeah, they got smacked. Like, it wasn't even close. Like, they got smacked. Yeah, all like, Brooks didn't play, so, you know. Like, yeah, of all the games, like, if you'd have – yeah, your only loss would have been Wisconsin off of COVID pause. Like, you could, you could accept that. But I feel like now Minnesota loses to Northwestern, who hasn't won a game since 
I don't know, Christmas of eight years ago, it seems like now. It's but, been a um, long time since Northwestern's won a basketball. And now they found they, – they, no, I'm not joking. They won December 26th against Ohio State was their last win. Yeah. Two months. I know. It's been a long time. So it's like it makes that Minnesota – you just like – you just get pissed. It's like Michigan State, too, play Minnesota and get killed that game. That was a whole di- – I know it was way different then, but still, it's just like you look back, you're like, how? If you yeah, were doing yeah. power conference rankings right now, obviously Michigan's up top. Where are you going number two? If you're just trying to take in like the last, you know, week and a half, two weeks. I mean, who who's the number one or number two and three teams for you, like heading into this? Heading into Yeah, just heading into kind of the last stretch here. Like if you're looking across the board, uh, you know, I where think where Illinois are you kind of is still two. I think Illinois is still two. I still like Ohio State. Them losing Kyle Young, um, I oh, think that hurt today. Oh, it was that nasty. hurt today. That was I mean, Zed, he had a really nice game, and he kind of dominated in there. But Kyle Young's a better defender, and he's a guy that's a little bit more mobile on the perimeter. He's I, I think that guy. was a huge. When, it, when I saw that news, I thought it was a massive. He's a massive piece to the puzzle of what they do, for sure. He's a brute. He does all the dirty stuff, and he gets – he's he's rough and – He'll mix it up, and you know that was that was that was big. So with yeah. Kyle Young, I think Ohio State um, still two for still you. Up. Yeah, they're still up there. I would probably go Ohio State at two and Illinois at three. Yeah, honestly. Um, and then go in the next one. I mean, is Michigan State in that conversation at least just with the way that they've played recently? Because it's hard not to say like this team looks completely different than they did. And some of that has to do with the staff finally playing the right rotation, right? And you, you heard me complain and bitch about it for months and months and months. And, you know. Well, I they didn't do it until, until your boy went down. <laughs> your boy, oh, my God. Your boy, oh, my stop. I mean, I mean, it's tough. I, I certainly would never root for that by any means, but it's hard not to look at it as clarity to what's going on. I think Watts has looked more comfortable, obviously not tonight, but just playing more athleticism at that spot. And These guys aren't looking over their shoulder. Yeah. Finally. Okay, is, is the 5'6 dude at the, at the table now? Like, there's <laughs> none of that. They're playing basketball, and they're having fun, knowing if they do come out, they're going right back in because – you know, you know, like Hogard will come in for Watts. Watts goes out and he's like, "All right, when am I? When am I going for Langford or Gabe or Henry?" Like, I was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm here. I know I'm going back in because they need me." You know what I mean? So, like, that's a, that's a lot different than, you know, than it was before. It's still sad. It feels like Gabe Brown's the most misused Michigan State player in history. Almost like not like obviously not like not that to the extent, but like every time he comes out, like, I I I get pissed. I'm like Israel, please bring him Gabe Gabe Brown in. If he could, he could play forty one minutes out of forty, I wouldn't complain. Like I love that guy. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like he could keep playing, please. He's played an average of thirty minutes over the last three, and I don't think that it's a coincidence that you've seen. You know, it wasn't just the small ball lineup; it's getting him on the floor next to Langford and. Right. You know, Hauser's been up and down with his shooting. He's been a little inconsistent. But again, tonight, you got to credit him. He did it in 
the game against Illinois where there were spots where it got a little closer was within six at the first half. He hit a huge three to kind of spread that out again when Illinois was making a surge. And then the same thing in the second half of that Illinois game, he hit that massive three where they went on a huge scoring drought. And again, they cut it to single digits and he hit one to go up and he did it tonight. He hit that one to cut it. It was, I think it was at four and I'll have to go back yeah. and watch. It was, it was 61 like 57. And he made that three. Made 61, yeah. 60. It was like three minutes left. And then he finishes the free throw. Like, Ant's been on the Hauser train for a long spot, and we've talked about it a few times. But I just think that when you get him, yeah, <laughs> you get him like with a couple other shot creators and a couple other guys that are doing some of the heavy lifting and creating, he's goes back to more of a set shooting type guy. Like I think next year with some of the freshmen coming in, some of the shot creation coming in, he's going to look a little bit different. I think he's going to look a little bit better than he has in spots this year. So. I think Joey Hauser needs to take a page out of Arn's book and never dribble. I think he should be limited to two dribbles. I don't know. I, maybe <laughs> I said that last game. But if you can't get to the rim in two dribbles, pick up your dribble and find somebody to give the ball back to. Like the the spots where he turns it over is because he's dribbling like six times and trying to spin in the lane and all the rest of it. And he's shown yeah. the ability to do that sometimes. But, you know, I, I think this season especially, like take two dribbles and that's that. Yeah, on an off note, how funny was that when Arns got that steal and he didn't go up for the layup? He's like, he, he's like, oh, I'm inside the three point line here. Like, I can't do this. And then he got blocked <laughs> the next time. And then he got blocked the second way time. Too I close. was crying. I was crying. He's way too close. <laughs> way too close. Here's footsteps. Yeah, wait a minute. This ain't 22 feet. I can't do this. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, I'm gonna still go with Iowa at four. Um, I'm still gonna go with Iowa at four. Okay. No, just feel like you got Rob, Then probably Purdue still, and I'll probably go Michigan State right after Wisconsin. Michigan yeah, State's gonna be like that know. seven. Wisconsin sucks. I get that they beat us on Christmas. <laughs> I, I, agree. I, don't I agree. I think if we win these next two, the games that we're supposed to win. Though, then you can put Michigan State, you know, above them. But I think they got to win these ones. They're supposed. To. That's. I, I mean, they dug themselves such a massive hole this yeah. year, right? They dug a the, huge hole. The big. Out of that. The big negative. The big negative here that I just realized is why the analytics hate you guys so much, is because when you lost, I mean, you really lost. Yeah. Like Purdue. Yeah, there were there were a few ugly. You weren't even though you go to Purdue and lose by ten, that's still a max loss. They don't take any losses past ten. If you lose by forty, it's still a max loss. Yeah, ten is a max loss. So you go to Purdue, max loss. Iowa, max loss. Um, Ohio State, max loss. Rutgers, max loss. Uh, Minnesota, max loss. Ohio State Um, first time. Yeah, Northwestern. That 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 was a max loss to a team with what six wins. Yeah. Um, I think that's why yeah. the analytics hate you guys so much. And then you guys almost had a max win against Illinois until Dosumu stole the ball and laid it up with no time left. On the but what's what's the actual difference between a, a nine point and a max? You know what I mean? Just one point for the right. I mean, but in terms of the actual movement, yeah, there, is that what actually it's, move it's us stupid. any spot? It's like, yeah, like you watch the Purdue game, you know that wasn't a 10-point game. And, like, 
you know, you watch the Illinois game, that was a more than nine point win. It's like it just late game. It's like it's kind of I don't that method's weird. The late game following all that stuff when the game's much closer throughout. I'm with you. I'm with you. I kind of don't blame the analytics, though. I mean, I hate Michigan State losing all those games, too. Maybe even more than the analytics. Oh, yeah, and I hate Joey Helzer having literally nine turnovers against Purdue in, like, a minute. So, I was going to – I was going to say that, too. When you listed – you were talking about Purdue at five or six or whatever you said. That game stayed blue. I think it was an East Lansing that I'm still, like – Makes me get cold sweats thinking about that game. Yo, 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 me being at the game, I was literally in that in that corner where like all that stuff was like happening with like they like threw the ball out of bounds and had two timeouts to burn. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, unreal. That game so took rough. years off my life because I couldn't watch it with volume. I was at I had to I had to watch it on my laptop with no volume. Mm. I got a question for you guys. So I know you guys already mentioned Foster a little bit. So if you're Tom Izzo, I feel going down these last four games, you have to pull the, like, we're going to protect our asset. He's a young kid. Don't jeopardize the future. Shut him down for the season. You have to, right? Yeah, that shoulder is really bugging him, I heard. Well, so, that he yeah. has torn the shoulder yeah. and that he's out. So it hasn't been officially reported. I can't do it. His arm 20, fell but... off. His arm yeah. is yeah. Yeah. Is I heard that he 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 is going to need surgery and it's been torn. So, but I don't yeah. I don't from a couple of people that I don't know and so obviously I can't report it and it hasn't been reported yet. But I've heard that he's done for the rest of the season. weren't, so. weren't they saying though that he might play today? Or I I swear I read that somewhere. They're trying. Yeah, no, they're trying to. They're going to re-diagnose him for this game. Yeah, you're. Yeah, that's, that's what the report was. He's guaranteed. Izzo said he was guaranteed out for Indiana, Illinois, and then he said maybe Ohio State he'd come back. But he basically said he's over the next four games. Like including including Indiana, Illinois, Ohio State, Maryland, those four. That's that's huge. Man, Man I've never wanted a kid as I've never want, rooted for a guy more in my life than Foster Lawyer to succeed. But it's like, Lawyer, be a coach. We can use you on the bench. He can be the next head coach someday. And great on the bench. You watch him. He knows all the plays. He, I mean, one day he I know. may coaching and be a good coach. I don't think it's sad. Any, it's like sad. He knows the game. He knows. Oh, the he game. knows it a hundred percent. He knows. Yeah. Six one. If he would have just grown a couple more inches, like I think he could have gotten by with being like a shooting point guard type thing. But the yeah, issue I mean, is, it's separate. just yeah, it's the size. It's just it's the size. I mean, it's the it's the yeah. vertical and athletic ability too, combined with the size, right? But if you're but six it, two, you can get away with that. Yeah, a little bit, anyways. But it just sucks. His brother's six four, and then he there he is at five six five eleven. We can't not point out the fact that Kithier's played under 10 minutes the last three games either. He finished with five tonight. He fouled out. Right, He's good in his role. I thought he was role. good. Yeah, I thought he was good today, actually. He's and not good. Been, 20 he he was no. good today. He was in great put <laughs> under eight minutes. Like eight minutes. I mean, for for Mike, for Kithier, for me, like, he got, I, what, he got like two, three offensive rebounds. He had that one he possession. Where, He's where a better Chris Holman almost killed the ref. Nobody's ever bitched at him for his effort. No, when he's the third and the fourth center, it's perfect. When he comes in the rotation and right. the big is softened up or he's playing a backup big, he comes in and gives you three or four minutes of super solid. Like that's a perfect role for him. It's just when he was starting and he's playing 15 to 20 minutes a night and there's no upside nope. and you know when conference play yeah. starts. 
and he's not capable of being able to give you what you need at the position. Like they just stuck with both of them too long into it. And maybe if we had an extended non-conference, we wouldn't be in this situation because we, what we saw from Tom Izzo is what we've seen basically every single year, him tinkering and tinkering and tinkering until whatever. It just took him this much longer to get into the rotation that he saw, you know, evolve essentially in the Indiana game. But if this happened in January instead of February, we probably wouldn't be in this position, right? So as much as I credit him with tightening the rotation and changing, they could have been in a better situation a month ago here, and we wouldn't be having this conversation with the bubble. So for how much I love how this team is playing great and they deserve a ton of credit for mentally like getting over the hump, it's hard not to look a little bit in the past and say, like, come on. Like, if you oh, were yeah. to play guys at the right yeah. time. Another problem with that, though, too, is Gabe Brown's um, COVID case, too, maybe. Part of that. Obviously, it didn't help. I mean, Langford coming back off of COVID. I mean, those didn't help. But, like, at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I You should have. And as much as, like, you know, as he deserves blame for Izzo deserves blame and the staff deserves blame for this rotations, at the same time, like, your players like aren't like good enough sometimes. Like you can't really pull play someone in, put someone in because they haven't separated. Like there's all all there, and it's like it's crazy because like my dad coached basketball for over three years, and he's trying to tell me that Kithier and Lawyer should play because they do these things well. And I'm like, you cannot play in the Big Ten and win games if your point guard moves the ball well and Kithier is in the right spot. He knows the right instincts. Like those aren't good enough when you got. Hunter Dickinson and like livers and then like we're actually players and you got lawyer and kids here to play in there. It's like I just can't I can't imagine. What are they gonna do with Dickinson? I there's not oh, my. A, oh god <laughs> well, that, that one. They they got four centers and not a single one of them can guard him. It's gonna be a problem. Use all of them at one time. <laughs> I think the the game plan's gotta be Michigan already clinches the big ten and they just shut him down. Say don't let him get injured. <laughs> I I'm swear, with the, uh, two good right now. They're gonna get an eight or nine yeah. seed. The Big Ten tournament. I mean, like, what do you do with Please. Dickinson? Like, Please it's either. Some... I think. Yeah. I think they go with. I think they're gonna treat him similarly to how they treated Kobe. The only yeah. the the only issue but is Hunter shoots from the line. Dickinson shoots like seventy five percent from the free throw line. Yeah, yeah. it's like a strategy can only work against Coburn because he's literally. He cannot shoot. That's the only reason. Like, and he won't pass it all there either. Dickinson's been so much better with his passing out of the double team too. I mean, Michigan, yeah, he's a good passer. Like, Kofi, he's a he is a black hole, and I, yeah. you know, like literally, like, dude does not pass the ball out. If he does, it was by accident. Man, Dickinson's yeah, a freak. Got deflected to Frazier or something in the corner. It feels like the Michigan games are going to have to be games where. From the MSU perspective, obviously Henry's going to have to go nuts like he's been, but it's going to be a game where, like, we just can't miss a three. And the first time we do, it's like, all right, well, this was fun. Yeah, it's going to be, like, some wild, like, Watts 20 game or something. I think, like, Wagner can go out of his best games he's ever had. I mean, Wagner can do what he did tonight and what he scored, like, 21 tonight. But for the most yeah. part, like he hasn't had to be leaned on offensively. He's just had to be like that great glue guy that does a little bit of everything and defensively especially gets, you know, the the top guard wing assignment. Like Henry can't afford to have a knife a, a night off where Wagner can, right? Like there's mm-hmm. enough scoring for Michigan around him where if he has a bad offensive outing, well, Mike Smith ended up scoring sixteen or 
you know, Brown comes in and drops a couple threes. Like Michigan just has so many weapons. So like and they, they get pretty much any shot they want. They yeah. get any shot they want. Like it's it's actually it's actually mind boggling. Like they get any shot that they want. And these are like uncontested shots. And it's because all five guys are some type of threat. Like when like when like Wagner was scoring today, he didn't force anything. I mean, he had a couple open threes. He had the lane wide open because he's surrounded by 40% three-point shooters and a big man who scores. So when he gets by the, the first guy, who's going to help? If you help, you're going to get hurt. So, um, you know, they it's it is wild. Uh, I think I think uh, Drew Hallett came out and said this Michigan team was the 14th best, had the 14th highest efficiency all time since 2001, 2002. Yeah, that's crazy. I said that defensively, they're they're just very very good. Complete. Um, yeah, and it's absolutely. It's 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 very. I don't understand. I don't understand it. You know, like <laughs> it's like you get it, you get it, but I don't understand why teams like how teams get to the point where they just allow Michigan to do whatever they want to do. Um, it's strange. I can't wait to see what Tom does against them. Honestly, look at the guards and the wings like Michigan State arguably matches up with Michigan as well as anyone in the conference. I think OSU was in that conversation for sure. But like a lot of the other teams like Illinois doesn't have the wing depth to handle Lippers and Wagner. Who the fuck is guarding those guys? Like to me, that's a a huge mismatch. Michigan State exploited the mismatch. What is Michigan going to do to that? You know, they got like a bunch of six three guys and IO's six five, but he's not defending anybody. Right. Like I, I don't I I think that's a huge mismatch for them. I, I really yeah. I think the huge issue is that Michigan State, how how many how many guys on the team you can put money on that's gonna hit at least two threes outside of Hauser? I mean no one put money on him to make two threes. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, Gabe Brown. So, yeah, Gabe Brown. You one from Henry, one from Langford, one from Hauser, and maybe two from Brown. I'd say Brown is the one guy that if he got enough attempts from three point line, he I could agree. Him. He's like the one. He's like the most consistent three point shooter, anyways. I think yeah. Brown and Langford too. It feels like even tonight was kind of more Gabe until the end, and then Illinois Langford. It feels like they kind of have off and on nights where like one night one of them is shooting more, hitting more shots, and then the next night. They'll flip kind of thing. I it's think funny. that the one strength that Michigan State has when you're looking at that matchup is um, to some degree, like Brooks and Smith, yeah. eyes-wise, are smaller in that court than what Michigan State is. And while Watts hasn't particularly been a great defender this year, um, actually he's probably been a, a negative for most of it, like, at least he has a little bit of size there. And I actually think Hogard would do a good job containing Mike Smith as well. We might see, like, a little longer stretch. What? Like, he's a bulldog, dude. He what? He's had at least one rip where he just, like, bodies a dude up and then just grabs the ball and rips it from him and starts a fast break. He had one again tonight. Hey, Mike? 
What would you say? I think I think Mike would run around him like three times before he goes straight. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I don't think Mike Mike is Mike is he probably had his worst game today and he played okay in the second half. Um I think the I think the mismatches I don't know um if they're going to play a lot of Brooks and Smith together. It, but I just think that like the two of them match up well enough. And then like where I guess where does Henry go in this? I mean, I guess it's him and Wagner. Mm-hmm. And like I, I I guess I don't exactly love that when Yeah, I, him and Wagner, Smith will probably guard Langford. Brooks will probably be uh no, Smith will probably guard Rocket and then Brooks will probably be on Langford. Right. And so then is Brown, Michigan State going to put Brown on Livers? Yeah. What did he say? I'm sorry. Brown on livers, I said. Yeah. Gabe Brown on livers, yeah. That looks scary, <clears> but it's like Gabe Brown's length, like, is the only, like, I think it's like, that's like how to, I don't know. I just the size, like, like. He's laterally what, not that quick, though, defensively. He gets his hands in. When any when anybody takes a dribble, his hands go in because his feet aren't quick enough at this point, right? I think we're going to see more Shardy Brown in that game. Uh, a lot of Shandy and Mike, Shandy and Eli, uh, just for just for more size and to you know give Henry another Brown body as well. Henry, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It should be Wagner and Brown taking most of the minutes on him, and then you get like a really long guy that moves his feet well and is gonna kind of give you a different look with length. Yeah. And then Brown is gonna be that physical guy that sits in your pocket the whole night. Yeah. That's the what I'm issue worried is about too. whoever Henry's guarding, they're just going to go the other way. Yeah, they they started just selling themselves on Henry tonight. Like he was getting on the block where he's had pretty good success of finding mismatches. And Ohio State just basically said, "We're not going to let you beat us in spots here. Like we're just going to double you and get the ball out of your <laughs> hand." Turned it over a couple times down the late stretch there, yeah. and I think teams are going to start doing that a little bit more, maybe. Are they switching the one through four right now with them? Yes. With that group? They are? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So on the perimeter, when the when the ball gets moved, they're just staying stationary, and the guys are switching out on the screens. Switching out. That's, just... that's, that's going to be dangerous with what Jawan does. Uh, that's going to be dangerous. Pick and roll and the various actions or what? The pick and the cutting at the cutting actions – and the way that he it's it's hard to explain, but it's um whenever teams go to those switching actions, someone's gonna get messed up and there's gonna be a bad matchup somewhere. It happens so much and I don't understand how teams keep falling for it. But like you'll end up with you'll end up with like Rocket on livers, like like guarding him from like eight feet away. Or you'll end up with like Gabe Brown on Dickinson, who's buried underneath. I don't. Or you'll end up with like Kithier trying to guard Franz on the perimeter. It's it's so it's so weird. So many emergency switches happen against Michigan switches that sh- that that aren't called, but they have to make because of how the cut was made. And I don't get it. I don't understand how teams are getting so confused. Um, but Izzo was pretty disciplined with his 
scouting and all that stuff. So I'm interested to see if that happens to to you guys as well. Because what I'm seeing from Jawan is better than what Beeline did. And what Beeline did was pretty insane. It'll be fun to watch. I think it's just like I just I have no faith just because of it's funny because Michigan State beat Ohio State just an hour ago and mm. beat Illinois two days ago. But I have no faith about beating Michigan. That's what good Michigan's really bad. And I said it on Monday. All my friends are Michigan fans other than me. And I said to them, guys, if I back a camel today, I'm picking Michigan to win it all. I got all the faith in the world, baby. Come on now. You just <laughs> won two in a row. I, Come on now. Hunter Dickinson, that's why. Otherwise, I'd feel better. But Hunter Dickinson against like, yeah, I mean, Marble. Marble's going to have four fouls before, before he blinks. Michigan He's a bull, man. so that, much better. They should have just they should have just checked Maddie into the game with two today. He he didn't even great. set in the first one. He set a slip screen. He went to go set it and he left. And they called a foul on him. And then they <laughs> called another on Zed Key. It was 15 seconds. He was out. It was just like the Illinois fan cl- clamor. Obviously, reached the Big Ten refs, and that was it. They're like, there's no way Maddie is going to play this game. We were, we're not going to suspend him, but we're not going to let him play on the floor tonight. You make I couldn't go back minutes. the rest of the night. I, zero I, minutes, two two fouls, one turnover. Like, like he got his money's worth for all the seconds he played. They're monitoring Twitter. I still can't believe that one reporter <laughs> hit the that's not who I am card. I couldn't believe that today. Oh, my God. And was calling everybody out today too. That's efficiency. That's efficiency. Killing me. Oh man. The white guy was was part of the White House. Oh yeah, like a White House dude, and he was just like just going out. He was talking about his education. Like it was just it was insane to me. Like you have no idea. It was that elitist crap, man. It was that elitist crap that like people talk about with like with like oh. That is the stereotypical elitist stuff that drives people nuts. Like why? Like like why? Like I why? Like 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 you why have you... no idea where he came from, right? He literally lived in a grass hut six was... years ago. He lived in a grass hut and he spoke no English and he came to America to to have the dream. And like it was kind of weird too with that guy's last name. Like, like that guy was I don't I don't know what nationality he was, but um. I don't know. Just seeing like Actually, another man of color like calling out someone's education like that. You're like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? He came out and said that he was hacked. Worst thing. Yeah, I saw make... that. That's yeah, complete like, trash. Yeah. Like, are you hacked, kidding me? Hacked and um, I didn't know. But he had other tweets saying <laughs> the exact same thing. Yeah, about the education. It's a hundred. Yeah. Was it hacked then too, dummy? Like I like I like, like the guy who's been spent stupid. 37 years in sports in Chicago, and he was That's like, the guy I was oh, I didn't, I didn't know f- like thug was a derogatory term. Also, like, you gotta be <laughs> shitting me, bro. You gotta <laughs> be <laughs> shitting me. That dude was <laughs> Someone probably tweeted him like, "Wrong move, buddy." I saw wrong Rex move. about that because Rex is pretty pretty far left. So I was like, oh, that's kind of a weird, a weird one connection there. I wonder how he knows the guy. Maybe he just like sent him a message and he's like, bro, you well, gotta take that him, down. Like... <laughs> you said, well, what are you doing? 
And then some other that some other Chicago sports writer has a bigger account on Twitter, double down and says he was a thug. And then he ended up deleting his shit. Later. <laughs> <laughs> it was he he deleted it, got a bunch of likes and shit, and then he started getting ratioed. And he Dude, the crazy this thing is when those guys hit send, tweeting that stuff. Oh, whoops, my connection. You broke up there. I think his connection got yeah, fried no, my out connection there. Yeah. One oh. in and out. I was going to say, um, come on. Come on. Oh. <laughs> oh, break it up again. There is a good now. I think it's good now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was going in and out. Um, I was going to say, those dudes sending those tweets, the funniest thing to me is like, you like the 12 ACT thing, like that's not going to make Kofi Coburn pass out of a double team yesterday. Like, it just isn't going to change you, guy. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I can get, I can get being upset by IO missing the game tonight or whatever. And, like, yeah, like he's a superstar. You don't want to see your superstar's nose get broken. And, I think it's pretty clear that was an excessively hard foul. I don't think any Michigan State fan has ever, like, said otherwise for that. But the fact that they're just, like, blatantly ignoring all the elbows that Kofi threw. Like, Kofi, like, smacked him in, like, the back of the upper neck area and shit. Like, kind of yeah, that was ridiculous. Back. And, like, had him in a couple of headlocks. Like, I went back through and I saw people on Twitter post it. There was at least eight or nine, like, elbows up in various people's faces. The refs didn't control the game, and it got out of the hand, and that's what it led to. So if you want someone to blame, blame Kofi's elbows and blame the refs for not, like, controlling that game. <laughs> On a side note, I was crying, and when you're posting like that, putting the Illinois guy in the box, and everyone was kicking him, I was dying. <laughs> I was dying. <laughs> it was in Michigan, Michigan State, Central, and Western. I was crying. That was the best. Dude, he had the one where the one guy's like, "Let me, let me add, let me add the guy who broke Io's nose, <laughs> six feet, and he had like a little midget, and then three oh, Maddie." Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! When he no, he responded, and he's like, "Buddy, I'm six foot." <laughs> six oh, he's like, six two weeks, <laughs> Yeah, I could have made the league, but my knee hurt. You know, my knee. Hurt. <laughs> How did you he get took that it in stride. So he took Did you it have somebody stride. cut that for you, or did you cut it yourself? Oh, man. Today's, t- today was funny. I like that days like today. It's like nothing really concerns me, so I'm just going to snipe some of the dumbest things I see. <laughs> just pick your spots. <laughs> just pick my spots. Yeah. On a side note, I was watching SportsCenter just now, and Antoine Davis for, De- for Detroit Mercy has dropped 46 today in the, in the Horizon Tournament. I saw yeah, he that. had 24 at the half. I saw. Six, 16 of 26 shooting. Pretty good. Yeah, that guy's <laughs> good at basketball. Someone called him a pro when he was a freshman. I, I thought I thought it was crazy, but I remember I, you might find I got, a spot somewhere. I got a friend who, uh, like, worked for UDM for their basketball team a couple years ago when he was a freshman, and he said – I remember him telling me, and now he still knows who he is, obviously – he was like, when that kid was a freshman, he was like the best basketball player he said he's ever seen, like in person, back when he was a freshman. That dude was, that dude, I had a coach tell me that he's going to be a pro. I thought it was crazy. 
Yeah, that guy's absurd. I thought it was crazy. Oh, oh man. Well, Y'all have college. It's 1240 <laughs> on a school night. So, <laughs> I'm going to wrap it up. I'm watch so this last today was a lot of fun. Today was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not even sure if there's any more games on. Are there any Pac-12 games starting on now or what? It's probably not at 1240. You'd probably get done at midnight or something. Colorado killed USC. I saw that. It was like 80 to 62 or something. Yeah, 80 62. Was not expecting that, but. Who are the good teams in the Pac 12 this year? I cannot say that I've watched any of the Pac 12. It's the one conference I just not. USC, UCLA is not that bad. Um, Yeah. But I mean, it's. basically made it Virginia of the West Coast, didn't he? Their, Their style of play is so hard to watch. Like, if you, if you're, if you're a stud, UCLA. Oh yeah, Mick Cronin uh, plays the exact Mick same Cronin. style as Tony Bennett. Just like let's grind out every single possession on both sides of the floor. But in the UC, but in the Pac-12, Pac-12 is the softest conference. You Agreed. can go out there and play that way and win a lot of games. I don't disagree with it, but like if you're a five star or high four star, like and you have you NBA, don't go there. Where would you go? <laughs> would you go there? You don't. You don't go to the Pac-12. Period. Yeah, fact. Well, you Who tell wants Josh to play one? Yeah, I was gonna say Josh Christopher did. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> stupid. Like, yeah, how did that work like, out for him? Go out there. I yeah, saw nobody Kevin watches. Hurt. Christopher's hurt too right now. Yeah, quote unquote. How much is his I gotta get to draft day. Oh, quote unquote, <laughs> Jalen Johnson. His stock right now is still like late first, like mid late first, like who? Josh like Christopher. Yeah. Was he supposed to be a lottery pick, at least when he's coming into the season? Around there, I thought. I saw something like between like 15 and 25 on most mock drafts I saw. Yeah, so he's still somewhere around there. He's still somewhere around there. The first ever time I watched him, like this <clears> tape, <throat> was like when they played that game and he played Hogard. So watching Hogard play and I watched Christopher and I was like, oh my God, this guy is crazy. <laughs> and then I was like, well, I thought he was going to Michigan. I was like depressed for like a couple of days. <laughs> now it probably would have worked out better, wouldn't it? You could have, you could have had I'm Christopher. Almost, take away shots from your yeah, more you complete team from now. You guys would have worked better. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now I wish it would have happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Todd. I'm yeah, good. Todd can go there too. Todd can go there. Dickens off the bench. I like that more. I saw that he's been doing a decent job in the G League. I think that he's he's shown some flashes there. Who now? Todd, I saw, I've just seen like an occasional oh, yeah. video too, just from like some of the NBA people sh- saying like, "Oh, he's been flashing some, just some talent, and whatnot." I'm sure. I mean, it's a they good. They just want to put out content. They, that that dude is going second round undrafted. You oh. think? <laughs> I love how that Ignite team gets pounded. Like that's that's the best thing. They've had some. They've had some wins. I like Kuminga a lot. Yeah, he's good. I like his game a lot. Six eight six nine could do pretty much anything he wants to do on the court. Like I, yeah, like I saw that score. Then they played um, Cassius and the Erie Erie team, and they lost by forty. Dog killer NBA player, dude. Ant Michigan plays at noon tomorrow, Saturday. No, no. Oh, it's because it's tomorrow because it's twelve forty three. That makes. I was like, no shit. Am I am I wrong to say a hot take that this is the one game Michigan could lose is Saturday? I thought it was. I thought it was today. 
That makes like, so much sense. Bro. After that emotional Ohio State game, I yeah. thought that this was the this was the game, but they win by twenty two. I'm not worried about anything else. I'm not worried about Indiana. Game. I wouldn't be worried about Indiana either. But it's like I feel like of all the games, like before this, like even going back to before, you had Ohio State, you had Iowa, you got Michigan State twice, and you got Illinois. Like, what game aren't you caring about? And that's Indiana, the least probably, right? Uh, don't care about. Don't care. Well, like you, you are going on the road, and you want to win away from yeah, home. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I mean, just in terms of what games are you most amped up for? I feel like just a trip to Bloomington, Indiana, doesn't get you like fired up. I don't know. It doesn't get me fired up. As a as as a fan, is a little bit different than as a player. As a oh, player, yeah. as a player, <laughs> honestly, honestly, I didn't know the schedule. I just knew the <laughs> next game. I feel like how do you know? like I just we always never like, never look ahead, baby. That's smart. I never would. I never would have. I like. I don't know. It's like I could imagine. Like for me, just like mm-hmm. obviously, I'm nowhere near a damn college basketball player. But at the same time, I'd be like looking. I feel like I'd have to like look at the schedule every day. I'd be the perfect bench warmer too. Just look at the schedule, and know exactly what's going to go on here. Nah. So like the the only time I looked forward was when we played in like. The 2K Sports Classic, and we knew that we had like Norfolk State, Northeastern, and then in three days we flew to, to New York to play a, a big team. Like that's like what that's how I looked forward to things. Outside of that, because it's like one big showcase, right? So it's like one big tournament, quote unquote. So like, so like I knew that segment. You know what I mean? But, like, when, like, Big Ten started or when, like, we played just, like, random non-conference games, I didn't know who we were playing until, like, after that, after the game prior. Then they'll be like, well, how are you going to get ready for so-and-so? Like, oh, we play them? Oh, interesting. Well, you know, they have great leadership. You know, all the bullshit <laughs> that people say. You have great leadership from their guards. Coach, they're well-coached. They're well yeah, coached. they're well coached, and you know, uh, coach is going to give us a great game plan to go out, and we just got to hope that we can execute it, and you know, come out with the win. <laughs> no, because like if you're like the media, like you see someone say like in a player big, like, oh, we play them next, like oh yeah, like them, and everyone's like bullshit, like you know what you're playing, basically, you know what I mean? Like that's what I would think of it. I saw that. <laughs> like, if, like from my perspective, I'd be yeah, like, I'm- oh yeah, like really, you don't know what you're playing, like really. <laughs> now, that's why I think of it as my, from my thing so it's like it looks kind of weird but like I don't I mean that's how like it's just weird to think about how like different like um, how the mindset is for these people are like for you and and all these players like the mindset of a competitor is crazy just think about what I don't know to me anyway yeah I mean I mean it's weird when like you're dealing with so much crap anyway so like if I have a game coming up, like we have, like we have to know everything about these teams. We have to know, and we have to read the scouting report because what some coaches will do, they'll put something weird on like page like five or page six, and we have to know what that weird thing was, or or we got to run, and running's the worst. I that hate sucks. it. I hate it. So like, I was you know we had to make sure that we knew everything. We had to make sure we knew who some guy's girlfriend was, or we had to make sure that they'll put something like, you know, this is his favorite, favorite foods. And just like random stuff, random, random stuff. So many pages is a scouting report. You said how what? Many, how many pages of big 10 scouting report? 
Um, so like what they'll do is they'll they'll do the top they'll do the top nine guys, the top nine or ten guys, and they never they never do season averages. They do their last five games. Cause someone could be averaging twenty points a game or fifteen points a game, but over the, the last five, they've been struggling. So that's good for us to know that hey, this guy shoots forty five percent from three on the year, but in the last five he's shooting 18% from from three on the year. So the last five is more important than what they've done for that season. Um, so like what – so what you'll have is you'll have the – like it's either – they'll either go by by like position. They'll go, they'll go starting five first. They'll go starting one, two, three, four, five, and they'll go over the starters like, hey – Manny, this is your matchup. Anthony, this is your matchup. This is what they do here and here and here. And then, like, off the bench, they'll have, you know, this guy, this guy, and, like, you know, like what they do, their hand, uh, what they're shooting, where they like to get their shots. Um, you know, are they going to score off of this? Are they going to score off of that? And nowadays it's much more intricate because guys have access to, to a program called uh, um, Synergy where it goes another – million levels in terms of scouting you know exactly how many dribbles guys take if they take two dribbles they're excellent if they take three or more they become below average so that's something that like people need to know and like which part of the court guys like to score and if they're on this side of the court they're more likely to pass it's it's like it's like a crazy program now it costs like 14 grand a year but um, it's like a really good program. I got a quick question. I guess DK, you may be the best one to ask this. So as a state fan, we want IU to lose on Saturday, right? Yeah. I think you're, you're yes. rooting them to lose to then put yourself in. But at the end of the day, like, like you saw me probably tweet, you just got to take care of business, right? Like you can't lose yeah. to Indiana. So I think that's the big one you got to circle and, Got to find a way against Maryland. I, that's one team I probably have watched maybe the least of. Obviously, I didn't watch a ton of Nebraska, but I got to do a little bit of digging. And I didn't realize they didn't play this week. They get a full week off of prep. So, I don't know. I don't think Turgeon's a very good coach, but I think that this group has kind of come together a little bit. And um, it's definitely going to be interesting coming in. So, we've been starting to work on the preview and starting to take a look at it. But, unfortunately, I – I thought that they played this week, and then I looked, and so I don't have a, a game film on them. So uh, they match up pretty pretty evenly, I'd say. A big that's not very very good. Yeah. You have big wings. You got they had a bunch of six. Maryland, Illinois, my DVR. I forgot about that, so I probably need to watch that on Saturday and figure the, it out. The smallest guy they played against Rutgers, six two. Everyone else is six fivers between between six five and six nine. Yeah, yeah. Big team. Not very good, but big team. <laughs> Love to hear that. Yeah, it's you're going to say that. Now Michigan State loses by 15. I swear to God. <laughs> the state, this, listen, it's the it's 2018, 2019, 2020 reincarnated. This team's going on the run of a lifetime. Man, yeah. you guys, man, how does it feel being on the bubble? No. You guys it like sucks. It? No. It blows. Welcome to bubble life, man. Yo, no. no. I was spent after this game today, like the Illinois one, I was just juiced up. And then after this one where they just didn't look like they were going to win for most, like 35 minutes of this game, 
Like, I just was mentally and emotionally spent after this. I'm fucking exhausted. I won't yeah. lie. Yeah. Like, after me... Sorry, go ahead. No, you can go ahead. Okay, I was saying, me and my dad are watching this game, and I'm like, I can't even, like... Like, usually after, like, a loss in, like, January or something, be like, okay, whatever, I'm, I'm mad, but, like, it's okay. Because, like, this one, it's like... Like, you can't lose. You can't... You cannot lose this game. You cannot physically lose it. So, it's like, it makes it whole not much, like, worse and that much, like, anxiety... I feel bubble life. You start understanding. You start like, <laughs> you know, everybody's schedule in this. Like, you know, who's playing who, you know, who to root against, who to root for. You start to learn who's in front of you, who's behind you, you know, who needs a big game. Did they win? Okay. By how many, you know? So it's, uh, it's like, <laughs> It's like you are gonna love to check scores every single night of who won and who lost. The one thing uh, I guess, not even but like coming from just being totally out and not even on the bubble to being on the bubble today and Tuesday against Illinois. First time it feels like all year where I woke up and I was like, I just fucking felt it. I was just ready for some basketball where it's like <laughs> a huge game. Where the last three weeks, every time State plays, I'm just like. I mean, I've, I guess I'll watch, like, may as well ruin my mood before I go to bed tonight. I guess I'll throw it on. Every I game has purpose now. All this year because of the way Michigan State played. Like, usually I watch Michigan State and then start surfing around, but, like, midway through this season, I just, like, I couldn't watch parts of games. Like, after the, some of the stretches they had, I'm just like, I can't fucking watch basketball right now. Yeah. Really, after just, the Purdue game, like, I didn't watch basketball, college basketball for two weeks. <laughs> Yeah. No, like I think okay, like I think Purdue, like they like lost to Purdue, and I remember when Michigan played Maryland at home, but I think it was like ten days or so after that. Like I didn't tune in. I was like, yeah, I'm not. And it's like for me, it's like Michigan State has not missed an NCAA tournament in my lifetime, so it's been Sorry. tough. It's been tough. I just right, yeah, boys, this is a dip. I'll I'll check you, girl. Always appreciate the chat and hoops, no doubt. Yeah, for oh, yeah. sure. In, in here, just checked it for an hour and a half. Good lord! I know. Um, Correct. I, I am still awake, so I might hop into this Discord and play some Among Us or something with this uh, <laughs> one group. But I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys later, man. I appreciate you guys coming in per usual. I love locker room. I love this app. Um, probably going to be on here Saturday after the Michigan game, and then Sunday. You guys play Sunday, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sunday after the Michigan State game, we need Go one. Need one before Michigan, Michigan State too. Good double header that day. Michigan State plays Maryland at two, and Iowa Ohio State at four. Oh, that's a good. That's a good slate. TBS. Good slate today. Good slate yeah. today. Back, 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 back to back. Oh, three, three ranked teams, and the one team that's not ranked is fighting for their lives. I mean, like yeah. Yeah, this was a really good day for the Big Ten for sure. Oh, my God. This play, 49-42 in Langford blocks Arns. <laughs> that was cute. That was, yeah, like, dude, Arns is, Arns is so funny, game. dude. I love Arns. He's like, Gabe, he can't score. Mid-ranger. That, I honestly think that was the game-changing moment, yeah, right? that was a huge. He turned the ball huge. over, like, two or three times in a row before that play. Like, Langford turned one over. He, like, got fouled on a drive, and he turned it over. And then Arns didn't take that that little shot in the lane. And then I think they got fouled and maybe missed free throws or something. I can't remember. 
And then that play happened, and Henry got double teamed, and he turned it over, and Langford blocked that, and they went around the other way and scored. Out of the timeout, too. Yeah. Brutal. Brutal. And Langford made that. Out of the blob situation this year, like on the baseline, out of bounds. That used Uh to be like a hallmark for him. They've been awful. They're just like praying to get the ball in. I don't do you remember what season it was for Michigan State when they would throw it into the like back court from the baseline one season? <laughs> they couldn't get the ball in, so they just would throw it to the back. That, was the- they, that look they got for Hauser at the end of the first half was solid, but just came hey, up. Oh, how do you airball that shot? Oh my That's god. Bad. In a way, a little bit. But I know, you know he was reeling backwards, but like you got to at least hit the backboard, hit the net, hit something. They were, oh, they were the one game or late in the shot clock. It was like three seconds, and Henry was out of bounds. I'm like, what are we doing? He's the one yeah. guy you want to have. Like he can shoot it from anywhere on the court, and for me, it's not a bad shot. And you have him inbounding the ball, and I'm and pretty turnover. sure. Hit Hauser in the face. He like turned the. <laughs> they, they tried to set that. They tried to set that back pick for Bingham, and Langford came off the, the the down pick in the corner. They're trying to get him in the corner. He threw it to Hauser, and I'm like, oh my god! It was just. Oh. Hit the, Mars Marble. We're fifty one forty six, and Marble just hits a twelve foot like <laughs> shot clock winding. Hogard basically that turns the ball over, too. falls flat, and he hits it. That was the worst possession I've ever seen, and then we scored. I was like. That, there's like probably five or six possessions that game where you're just like it just landed in the right person's hands and it went. It's just like that was that was destiny. They just couldn't lose this game. Yeah, that just that just reminds me of Dockage against Indiana. He's like, I don't. They might score here, but it's a really really bad possession. And Watts makes a three. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god! <laughs> like they had the they had the announcer on. Uh, that Illinois game too. They're like, you can't go one on one. There's no need to play hero ball. And then Langford went and like drove it into the paint and did like a turnaround from the block or something. And he hit it. It's like you gotta love that. And they're just like poo poo. And they're like, no hero ball. There's no time for that. Yeah, a lot of time <laughs> left. A lot of time left for Illinois. A lot of time left. The whole game. All right, I'm outie for real. All right, yeah, I'm talking to you. Uh, All right, All right yeah. Sure. On that note, I'm out as well. I'll see you yeah. guys. Yeah.